Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap, as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share the void with somebody else who might be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach. And just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. So if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own service-based business, please do us a favor and send them a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. I'm glad you made it back from Mexico and you're not dead. Yeah. Although... Well, I never got close to dying. If you just grow, go over the border, you're close to dying. <laughs> you, <laughs> you just you could die at any minute, dude. So, uh, what did I did I spark something? I yeah, had like you, a whole thing go, ready to go. No, oh, no, yeah. Okay, go ahead. So, no, go ahead. Let me stop. Go ahead. I'm helping one of my guys replace some cast iron today in the ceiling of a living room. Right, so it takes two people: one to cut it, one to hold it, so it doesn't yeah, like. Crash. You got over your hissy fit from last night. Hissy fit. Yeah, you should have seen the look on your face when you realized that they had scheduled you for work today. Oh. <laughs> on the Zoom call. Oh. <laughs> That's not... Yeah. Dude, they scheduled me tomorrow. I just was caught off Fuck. guard. That's all. Like, he had this blank stare on his face. Like, yeah, I, I, people are about to get stabbed. Yeah, I, I like, dude, it's just a little work. I said <laughs> it. Well, I, okay. I left myself room in my schedule to come back from vacation and, like, catch back up at work. And, no, they scheduled me on an all-day job. Like, I don't... Re- for, for those that are listening to the show, I, I have a plumbing company. I don't run my own schedule. So, some days I get to choose what I'm doing, and other days I don't. So. First off, if the boss ever leaves, but then you can schedule them, and he knows he has to be there, you're getting fucking scheduled, <laughs> yeah, dude, every I got, time. I'm, I'm scheduled every day this week. I got yes. jobs on me every day this week. There was that one day we were ready, we were getting ready for a video, like, buying stuff, like, going to the grocery store, going... Yeah. And it, was, it was, like, maybe 1030. It was, like, the late morning and he looks the schedule <laughs> yeah the one thing they know they never can schedule first calls on me they know that because mm. i've got some things that i have to do for the business every morning first calls but uh yeah austin and i were running around prepping for a video like and we're it, full video mode like yeah, we're like, yeah. like we're going to the shop and we're going to film a video and it's Buying like 10 45 or something and i look at my phone and there's a message like hey your next call is waiting on you we're in the Hy-Vee oh, parking lot. Like, what next call? And we, I had three calls on me that day, and nobody ever even told it me. It was a Hy-Vee parking lot, I think. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. want to, like, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy right now. Like, you are Mister Live and Die by My Calendar. Well, and no, so just that's what sparked at it. it for no. fucking three, three days. No, at so I'm like, oh, wait, I forgot. That's what Sometimes sparked it. I got to go to work. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's problem is. I got two calendars. I got my Google calendar, and then we have like our CRM oh calendar at work. And so they were putting stuff in one and not reflecting it in the other. So now it goes in both. Okay. So we're, so we're good now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's part of living and dying by the calendar. <laughs> no. So um, we we went to Mexico, uh, had fun. The resort was absolute shit, um, but. I mean, it is kind of, it is what it is, right? You get what you pay for. We skimped on the resort so we could make sure to go do a lot of excursions every day, keep the boys happy and entertained and everything. And, uh, uh, you know, everything was fine, right? Today, the job that I'm in today, I'm helping one of our guys replace some cast iron in the ceiling. Um, the guy, the customer, a- happens to be a homicide detective for Kansas City Police Department. 
And we got to talking about me being on vacation and all of this stuff. And, and he was like, yeah, one of my buddies at work, one of the other detectives, he went down to Cancun and they searched his bag. The, the customs military guys searched his bag on the way in. And then he got in the cab to leave and realized $2,000 was missing out of yeah. his bag. He went back. And he called the customs guy out and brought him into an office, almost caused like an international problem over the thing, got his money back. Damn. Yeah. That, he's lucky he isn't buried in the desert. Yeah. And, and like he, for two grand. He was like, you know, if it was a couple hundred bucks, maybe, but 2,000 bucks, it was worth me yeah. for bringing that up. For $1,000, I'm not saying anything. I don't know. I for, mean, it's, for 10 in America, I'm. It, I should, that's a mortgage know, payment. I shouldn't say that. Grand. I should probably think about that well, yeah. before I open my stupid mouth. I'm not I, uh, sure what I would do. We, we'll get into it later if we have time, but I wrote up like 10 customer service things that I learned from our trip in Cancun. And all these were customer service based. And all these were 10 things where our resort completely fucking dropped the ball. And one thing would have solved it all. Uh, communication and not lying no, is pretty much it. one thing would have solved it all. What's that? Don't be a tight ass. Oh, yeah. Spend a little <laughs> more money and go to a nice fucking oh, resort yeah. like the rest right. of us do. Yeah. Something that I learned, I never got this when I was younger, like when I was like 15, 16. My general manager, she's like, no matter if you're helping that customer or not, if you're walking by, always greet him because the customer doesn't know that, oh, my job is a fry guy, so right. you need to talk to the cashier guy. It's so apparent now that you go places and people will be like, well, I'm not the cashier. So they'll just like, yeah, Home three Depot. people just walk by yeah, you. Home the, freaking Depot. The customer yeah. doesn't know that's not your job, so they just think you're ignoring them. Right. I, I'm thinking about like making a vest and wearing to Home Depot. Like, so the one by us. Posing as an employee. I, no, I know ev where everything is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And thinking about just making a vest that says, hey, for five bucks, I'll tell you exactly where anything is if you want real help. <laughs> is it professional shopping? Have, you, and have your Venmo Austin. QR code on the back yeah. of the vest. Just scan it and send you money. Yeah, have Austin follow me around and make a YouTube video. We'd make a billion dollars. <laughs> that's, that's like, I thing. know where everything's at. Now, Austin could just videotape the whole thing. And You'd then, have to come up with a cool name that's a play on words with Home Depot. Hey, if you like what you're hearing on The Void and you want even more info, we just started a mentorship program specifically for trades professionals to start their business or to get their business to an incredibly healthy position. So if you'd like more info, click on the link in the description of this show. Uh, what would it be? I don't know. It'd have to be like Lowe's Nose, but in the Home Depot font or something like that. <laughs> the orange and white, too. Yeah. yeah. That'd be great, dude. What's that your name, Menard? Yeah. Dang it. Don't worry about what, what are you looking for. I know exactly where it's at. I know where everything in that store 716 is. 716th Plywood? I got you. Let me. Yeah. Let's, uh, do you want me to help you load it, too? Yeah. If you, you want, want, if you want, you can ask that guy, and he'll tell you it's not his department. Yeah. Or I can take you right there for three dollars. What do you want? Yeah, dude, I <laughs> bet you in one day I'd make five hundred bucks. Well, no, the thing is, at least. you would go all the way through the install. Like, hey, you know you don't have to do this. I could just put it in for it. <laughs> yeah, could, like I got yeah. my own crew outside, yeah. and they're like, "What do you need help with?" And they're like, "Oh, well, we just want to refinish the deck." Guys, guys, we got a deck refinish right here. Yeah. You probably make a billion. Some Tell you what, world. go ahead and give me their address. And yeah. that way, by the time you get home with the lumber, your deck are already be torn down. Yeah. And they're ready. <laughs> Those mothers will be on it. Some of us had to have done that somewhere it. in the world. Like, there has to have been some people. I don't like, know. You might be on to something. They start Home Depot you and know, they get a feel for it. I always have a lot of good ideas and then I just don't follow through. 
time to follow through. I can't. I, I don't have enough time to do them all. Yeah. You know, I only have a little bit of time. Do you know? Do you know what this week is? Uh, it's the first week for football. The fuck it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Thursday, the, home opener for the Kansas City so, Chiefs. Like I did a little. I, you know, my problem is sometimes I'll do the Monday motivational for trade wins, right? And sometimes I'll retake it a few times so I don't remember exactly what I talk about, but I'm pretty sure that what I said was, hey, at the beginning, I mean, you know, football starts this week. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. You know, I know everyone's excited, but, you know, cool your jets because the Chiefs are going to kick the shit out of all of you. Like, that's basically <laughs> what I said. So for everyone that's, you know, excited about your season, good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Did you hear Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee today? Dude, he's... He'll take four Vicodin and drink a 12-pack. He'll be fine. Or he'll be out. The last time he was out... Oh, we, they dominated. We went, like... They dominated. Yeah, he, yeah. he had, like, a 85% completion rate, like, 400 yards passing, three touchdowns, and we smoked him by over 20 points, so... <laughs> you just listed off Patrick Mahomes' stats. Yeah, be, oh, okay. because Patrick without doesn't Kelsey need... Yeah, without okay, Kelsey. gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, yep. I was a little confused for a second. I was yep. like, you know Travis doesn't throw the ball, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he should. <laughs> he probably could. I don't know. All right. What do you want to talk about? We got two topics today, and then if we have time, because sometimes we like to run long, if we have time, Dude, I'll go over my running, 10 customer service things. We've been running long I know. every week for like a month. So topic one has to do with taking responsibility for your actions and understanding that you are responsible for every single thing that happens in your life. Uh, topic two is about going where you are valued. So, um, go ahead. I don't even know what we're going to talk about here. So topic one, taking responsibility. Uh, obviously everyone knows that, yeah, I got to take responsibility. I got to do, you know, the, the I kids adult. Yeah. Adulting, right. Hashtag adulting. Dude. Every time one of them kids says that I want to smack them in the face. Right. It's, it's <laughs> like, dude, my 14 year old's more an adult than you are. <laughs> like, I know. It's so sad. <laughs> it's so sad. It, yeah. I mean, it, it, part of me says it's sad. The other part of me says, as a business person, I'm going to kick the shit out of you in business because you just don't take responsibility and it makes it easy to win, right? You know what? I will say it is a lot easier to win right now if you're in a trade yeah. than it has been. If you're like in a trade and you have ethics and discipline. Trade lives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you don't even have to be great. You just have to be adequate Yeah. right now and you can make a ton of money. Yeah. It's sad. So... I, uh, where this stems from or what, what brought this to become a topic on the show is I made a Facebook post. It was either, I think it was yesterday, um, about relationships and about how old school relate, like basically it was essentially shortcutting to why the divorce rates increasing like crazy. Oh, lately, right? I'm not going to bust you up because there's no morality, but go ahead. Right, right. There's there's yeah. no morality and uh, social media plays a big effect in that, right? But that's not that's not to say social media is to blame. What it means <clears throat> is we use social media as a coping mechanism and when things are getting tough at home with the person who sees us exactly who we are every day, day in and day out, you, know, you, you got your, your real life and you got your social media life, Right. And I do my absolute best to try to keep those as synonymous with each other as possible. Right. Um, I will agree with your, that statement. Yeah. Yeah. You do. And, and so if anything, I don't share some of the struggles on social media simply because I don't want to air dirty laundry. Right. 
That doesn't mean my social media is a highlight reel because I definitely share plenty of struggles, but it's sometimes it's kind of hard to share struggles without sounding like you're just airing dirty laundry and griping. And there's already too much of that on social media, right? So basically it was, you know, our parents and our grandparents, they stay married. It was easier for them to stay married because they didn't have the... Uh, distraction of social media. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a weird thought. I was like, I was um, just thinking, well, yeah, it's because you had to walk two miles to get a side piece. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's true, right? I'm sorry. I didn't, it just like popped into my head. I don't, I'm very sorry. But you're right. You're you know, they 100% say absence right. makes the heart grow fonder, but so does uphill both ways in the snow. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Babe, it's December. She's ringing me on the old phone. They yeah, gave me like a, the party a, line. I am not walking over there. Yeah. Like, I can, no thanks. Yeah. I get uh, it's not happening. So so ultimately social media enhances um our ability to play into our demons, right? To play into um <clears throat> our faults and our weaknesses. Yeah, it's easy for you to be envious and then that and then for that to take over in your world. Well, right, and right? you couldn't you couldn't send nudes and have them disappear off Snapchat you know 30 years ago, right? Is that a thing? Oh yeah. I don't have Snapchat. Yeah. You know what? I, I, you know what I've realized? I have I, Snapchat and my snap score is four. And that's because <laughs> I, the only, I have two people. I don't know what that means, but the look on your face made me laugh. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, so having a high snap score is kind of something to brag what's, about. What's a high snap score? Like in the millions. Oh, yours is you, four. You got, you, Austin, do you have snap? You don't? No, okay. he's a smart kid. Yeah. Um, well, like, he, I don't, Austin's of the age of somebody that might, so I didn't know. But It's, it's, um, it's so weird. So like... Like in the plumbing and heating and cooling industry, like I even at forty one, like I walk in and I'm like the young guy, right? Right, right, right. And then what I've realized is doing this podcast with you and meeting the trade winds guys and doing all that, I'm like the old geezer that doesn't Dude. have anything, man. And well, I'm like, I, I I feel like I have two lives. Yeah. Like my in field life where I'm young, and then the trade winds podcast life where I'm an old fucking <laughs> shady geezer. It just it it's your baby Yoda my, and old Yoda. Dude, at the same time, it blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Snapchat is basically you communicate back and forth through pictures and you can add captions to the pictures, but the pictures disappear after a while. Like so, once you view it, the picture's gone. So, so on Snap, this is going to make me sound completely stupid. So on Snapchat, you send it to an individual person yeah. or everyone? Okay. No, there's so no groups. Not like, there's okay. no public forums. It's okay. individuals. So you can send like super dirty 30 second clips. Uh, I don't know if you can do videos, but I know oh, you can do pictures. Videos? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. said super dirty videos, and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you you can send those pictures, and they disappear. Right? Okay. okay. So there's relative okay. security. I didn't know that. Like, hey, I'm sending dirty pictures to somebody that I shouldn't. Okay. And as soon as they view it, it's gone. And oh, yeah. so now, so now nobody knows. Yeah. So it's super easy for you to be a complete. Uh, what's the right word? Well, that's the whole like creeper. When it, when it like came it's out, it's easy for you to be a creeper, and then it's, it's easier for you to be dishonest and unethical. Is what well, it like, is. when it that's came true. out, okay. like I saw it, and it's like when you see something like that, like the whole point of it's like, what's well, the only reason you'd want to send a picture and it be deleted? So just like that's right, yeah, because you don't want it to be out in the open. That's right? why yeah. I just yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm like okay, totally. okay. <laughs> so go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I'm yeah, sorry guys, yeah, I interrupted the I, whole. You're fine. I, I'm I'm so, learning right now. Apparently, my, I need Snapchat. Well, Snapchat's really, really <laughs> popular amongst like middle-aged kids, like middle school kids and high school kids, and all that stuff. Now, okay. now gotcha. they're not using it at yet. 
they're not yet using it at the dirty level. So right? you it's just the like, way they communicate. Are you thinking like kids from like 38, I don't mean to get you off topic, from like 38 to 25, like that's their window. That's the guys that are using it for the dirty level. Okay. Right? Guys and gals, let's yeah, yeah, not yeah. discriminate yeah, on yeah, this yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, but like my both my sons have it and they Why? They're it for them it's just, like I get to see all their shit. Okay. And it for them gotcha. that's just how kids communicate these days. Gotcha. Right? Okay. So now, once they hit puberty and they start having all those urges, I'm sure it's going to go to the dirty side, right? However, good luck. Um, yeah, having a high snap score is really cool. So you'll see girls make these posts on, you know, the red flag posts are kind of popular. You see girls make these posts that are like, uh, you know, a guy with a high snap score is a red flag. And it's like, my snap score is four. And, <laughs> and there's like people literally snap scores in the millions. They've sent, that, sent and received that many. Millions. Or the memes like he won't message you back, but then his snap store goes score goes up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Things you know like that, that he's been like oh, messaging okay. other people. Messaging okay. other people, right? So um, God, I feel so old. Right funny. Now. <laughs> uh, what was it? There was a, a funny. I'm trying to think of the holiday. There was a holiday. I saw a meme the other day that was a holiday. Uh, Merry Christmas or something like that, and. This guy thought he was individually messaging all of... It was Valentine's Day. Thought he was individually messaging all of his girls. All of his girls? All of his ladies. And he did it in a group text. (laughs) Instead of individual. (laughs) And so it was like, Happy Valentine's Day, babe. And there's like 14 women on the text. And the the meme was a screenshot of it, of all the women going, Who the fuck are all these women? (laughs) Like that guy's... Gotta gotta start over, dude. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Shit. Let's deal That's the whole thing. The guy's like, I don't know why I'm I'm not where I want to be in life. Meanwhile... Yeah, me uh, taking responsibility. Off, <sighs> he may have been exactly where he wanted to be. Maybe. In life. You never Boston, know. You never know, bro. <laughs> you never <laughs> he know. may have been exactly where he That's wanted to be. That's not for us be. to decide. I have no judgment. Okay, so um, back on Mitch. Back try, on topic. Try to stay on topic. So I made this post about how it was easier for our, <laughs> or not easier. It was one of the reasons why our parents and grandparents stayed together was because they didn't have thousands of people following them on social media. And uh, they didn't have people liking their photos and and reacting to their photos and commenting on their photos and all of that stuff. And social media has this weird thing where we compare, like we develop our feeling of worth to the number of reactions and comments that we get. And uh, I'm just as guilty as any. A lot, dude. I didn't realize this was a complete thing, but a lot of people, you're like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I am. I totally yeah, am. Yeah, you right? are. And now, like, I, I never realized like, I, uh, that, that it can literally affect how people are based on that. And yeah. I, it, now, it, for me, it doesn't affect my personal being. For me, like, I'm big into understanding the, like, the matrix, the logi- yeah. the logistics of how social yeah. media works, right? Yeah. So when I gauge the effectiveness of a post, I talk about numbers of reactions and yeah. comments and things like that. It's not because it makes me feel good. No. It's, it's more like how that post performed on the algorithm. Yeah. But, right. Well, and what I meant by that was I never even realized how much people pay attention to those things regardless of how it affects them. Right. Like I, I would have never thought that you looked at all of those things to like say, okay, so this is what's going on and this is what I can do with it. Yeah. Like I never even would 
have thought in a million years you would have been diving into it that far. Yeah. Like yeah. I never do. Well, like, shit. I mean, and, and I don't care, but, but then I see people that are literally like, you'll see them put on there. Well, I only got two likes Yeah, or I, you know, this happened and it like, it legitimately affects their self-esteem. Yeah. And I'm like, do you really, it's kind of a mind fuck because I don't realize how fragile people's personalities are, I guess. Right. Like, how do you literally let that affect who you are? Yeah. It's not real. Right. Like, right. I didn't understand that people, like, instead of having a real life, their real life is Facebook. Yeah. And is likes. Yeah. And I'm like, you realize that's not real, right? Right. Like, you can't, all of those posts that you're following is their A plus life. They're not showing you all the F's and the D's and the C's and the regular. They're only showing you the great things. That's not reality. That's not what's actually going on. Right. And I always thought that that's just how people viewed it. And then, I don't know, over the last couple of years, which I was late to the party, obviously, I realized people thought that that's how they were being judged by that. Right. Right. That's not what Kanye West is not always getting a beach on a boat somewhere what right. what is happening right that is not reality right it's well i even said it in here our followers liking our pictures and commenting on our post give us a rush of endorphins similar to the feelings that we get when we're intimate with our significant other right it's it's the like feeling of being wanted thought, by other people i never would have thought in a million years that people would actually get that type of reaction from social media right it's it's insane to me yeah 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 like when you go to the bar and a girl smiles at you. Look, even if you're married, you go to a bar and a girl smiles at you, you know, even though you're not interested, you're just whatever. You're like, oh, that makes me feel good. When a girl likes my post on Facebook, I don't give two shits. Right. I don't even look at it. It's Who like, cares? It's like but, Deion Sanders in the post-game interview after Colorado fucking yeah. whipped up on him, right? Dude, I, Deion, one of the interviewers. talk about Colorado, we can talk about Colorado. No, that, that's coming up. <laughs> but, you know, one of the interviewers asked what he, like... What are people going to think? I can't remember the whole question. And Dion flat shut him down. And he was like, what makes you think I care what you think of me? Yeah. I don't care what you think of me. What do we talk about on (laughs) as being a business owner? The most important thing is and being successful in life. Do not care what anyone else thinks. Right. If you care what anyone else thinks and you cow down and try to like make these people like you, you will never be successful. Yeah. Yeah. You have to give no Fs yep. about what they say yep. or what they do. Yeah. I went on in this post to say a big temptation happens today when our relationship hits the rocks. We just log in and get high on false uh, on this false sense of security, relationship, and appreciation. We unfortunately allow the number of likes and comments to determine our worth. We also get DMs filled with colorful words and that seem caring but have no depth. Meanwhile, we seem to forget the person who's loved us when there was no filter on our face and no spell check on our words. Don't let your significant other become an option while the rest of the world who only sees the representation you choose for them to see becomes the priority. Don't lose what's real chasing what appears to be. Okay. And, um, there was some dude, the post has been shared a couple of times, so it's getting, people that I don't even know seeing it. Okay. Some dude jumped on there this morning. Are we going back to haters? Are we going to haters? No, no, no. This is, this is where taking responsibility comes in. Okay. This guy gets on there and he talked about the fair credit act of 1974 is why divorce rates 
have increased. And, and what the is oh, the yeah. Fair Credit Act of 1974? So basically, the like I don't want to. Essentially, what it meant was banks cannot discriminate off race, read, uh, race, creed, religion, color, ethnicity, sex. Yeah, anything like went, that. Okay, so it, it was when they really started the credit score thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, this guy has come up with this whole idea that prior to 1974, it was illegal for women to have a bank account, and it was illegal for women to get a mortgage. And so because of that, that's why women didn't get divorced, was because if they did, they wouldn't be able to have a bank account, and they wouldn't be able to buy a house. And <laughs> I... Psychopath 101. Right. And, and that's... And, like we talk about all the time, like I hate social media and it's, it's hard for me to be on there because because of shit like that. No, no. Like it's it, like, I, don't I look time. at it like it's eye opening time to fuck well, with that guy. <laughs> well, it, for me, like my big goal is to have a big impact on people. And the only way to do that is understand people in the masses. Right. That's true. And, and so mine is to have a Ferrari. Go ahead. Yeah. There, <laughs> there are, you know, there are people like that who seriously are blaming the Fair Credit Act of 1974 as to why divorce rates have skyrocketed, right? And, and it's like, dude, take some fucking responsibility. For one, you're wrong on your facts. Uh, the Fair Credit Act meant that they basically had to be equal and fair with how they were distributing money. Yeah. But money still drives the bus at a bank. It yeah. was never illegal for a woman to have a bank account. It was never illegal for a woman to have a mortgage. Yeah. And that guy was probably like 90 and, and like his who knows? son gave him a phone and he was like, well, let me tell you what from his profile happened. picture. He looked like a total, like complete extreme liberal, right? The rainbow colored hair and all that stuff. Really? Because I would think that post would have come from a super conservative nut job. No. No. Interesting. No, it, it's the whole against the institutions and... and I know. That's what you know, makes it the, weird. Yeah. Because it's back and forth all the time. All the time, right? And so ultimately, basically, this guy's like a beta male is what it is, right? A guy that's using every excuse under the sun on why he shouldn't stand up and actually be a man, right? Yeah. And, and so... Um, his name's probably Lucy. Well... Like his new name. So <laughs> after like two comments back and forth... He was like, well, technically you are correct. It was never illegal. Like his first comment was, it was illegal for a woman to have a job yeah. or to have a, have a bank account yeah. and illegal for them to have a mortgage. Two comments later, technically you're not wrong. It was never illegal. However, it was very difficult for them to do. And I'm like, that's the benefit of the free market. If one bank says no, you go down the street to the next bank. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. that simple, yeah. right? And banks like money. It's called capitalism. Yeah. Maybe you should get on the train, jackass. <laughs> I'm like, banks like money, and if you are a woman and you have the the proven track record of repaying loans, yeah. and you have the income that shows that you might be able to afford a mortgage, they're not going to turn their nose up at money. No, they right? say, hey, get on the train. Yeah. Let's go. And Do you want to pay me interest so that I can make money? So sign me up. So then he he circles all the way back around to, well, you can't tell me that that didn't have an impact on it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, it's no different than like today you could blame the high cost of rent on why women don't get divorced is because they can't afford rent anywhere. Like 
take some fucking responsibility. They chose to stay together. And the purpose of this post was about taking responsibility and choosing to stay together through all of the distractions. Because they had distractions back then. They just weren't social media, right? They were magazines. They were everything else. Yeah, but not as bad as it is They were newspaper articles. They were, you know, in-person functions because now we do so much online. Like, they had distractions back then. Women were whores back then, just like they were now. Guys were... You know, gigolos or whatever you want to call a. Did a you say guy. gigolo yeah, on the show? Is that what, the first gigolo <laughs> drop in a year and a half? Hello, uh, ring a bell. What, we what got do you call a drop. guy? I don't know. Player. Okay. <laughs> guys, guys were players back then, just like they are now, right? So no, the, they're the jack, team, they were jackasses, but they just didn't get caught as easy because of social media. Maybe, maybe uh, but, we are completely off topic. But ultimately, <laughs> they took responsibility. And and now we have so much more distractions at our disposal that now your responsibility is in question every single day now. Yeah. Because the temptations are there a lot more prevalently now than they were before. Oh, dude. People are still people. People are still people, but you're 100% right. Like if I was – if if I were to go on Facebook and just literally post – this is completely fake – if I was to post, hey, uh, I'm getting divorced, just wanted to see who all is out there and wanted to get a drink, there'd be there'd be 75 people. Totally. Like, be like, hey, yeah, hey, this, that, because they're following you. Yeah. They're waiting for you to fail. Yeah. They're watching you. Yep. They're, it, it's, it's literally 24-7, 365. This is the same thing that is like, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. This is the exact same thing that's like, your people are afraid to fail because they know people are watching. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're afraid to go out on their own or they're afraid to like say, Hey, you know, look what I did because they're literally afraid that people are going to crush them. That's why they live in their mom's basement for 30 years. Yeah. Dude. I used to work with a guy. This was before I had a Facebook. This was probably a year before I got on Facebook. Oh, two. I don't know. I don't know when this was. I'm trying to think. I've been on Facebook for like 13 years. So this would have been prior to 2010. 2010. So 2010, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a friend of mine that was scrolling through Facebook on a computer. Do I know this person? I don't know. And I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, oh, it's Facebook. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'm about that yet, right? And this was before Facebook was even what it is now. Yeah. This was back when you still had to have a school you you had to have a school email address to get on it. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> So I was out. And, <laughs> yeah. And so he was like, dude, it's a, it's a great place to check out hot chicks. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, look, this girl's attractive. Attractive girls have attractive friends. So he clicks on her profile, and then he starts scrolling through all of her friends. All her photos. And he's sending friend requests to all of her hot friends. And, when, and then and look, when you're single... Yeah, yeah, no, no. You know, he wasn't. He was single. Hey, like he wasn't doing anything yeah. unethical. But like that was the first exposure to like, holy shit! Like prior to this moment, if I wanted to see hot girls, I had to like get in my car and drive to a bar. I'm trying and, to think when you got married. Uh, it would have been oh seven. Oh seven. Okay. Yeah. No judgment. No, Just, this would this would have been like oh five. I got married maybe. in oh four. So. Yeah, this would have been like 05 or 06, maybe. Are you at Dell's at this time? Yes. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not going to name names. 
but Dave was sitting there. He's trying to <laughs> yeah, set him oh, up. Oh no, Dave! He's putting oh, yeah. the clues together. I was hey, it together. Yeah. When was you get Facebook? Is that before you were married? So case files of David. Yeah. Busted. We busted. It's like the old Law and Order SVU. Uh, <laughs> we found semen under the oven. <laughs> Only if you were in Mitch's first house. But yes, <laughs> it was everywhere. The Mitch is like depends on what your definition of is. is. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a, sac- a saxophone and a cigar, please. I'm sorry. Go yeah. ahead. So, oh shit, man. Like that. You know, that was my first like eye-opening experience to like how easy it is to get exposure to tons of people on social media. Right. And now it's like commonplace, right? You just don't even think of it. But, but prior to that day, like if I wanted to see good looking girls, I had to drive to the bar and hope they're there. And then if I wanted to talk to one, I had to like walk up to them and talk to them. Or say, hey, Dave, what do you think about that girl over there? Yeah. Do you want to go over there and talk to her for me? I never did no, that shit. No, he didn't. He would, <laughs> he would, he, I would talk to anybody. Mitch, uh, Mitch was the king of getting shot down. He gave no fucks. Nope. He would literally attack 12 girls in a night. I shouldn't say attack. He would talk to 12 girls in a night, get shot down by all of them, and be like, well... You want not, guys want to go to another bar or yeah, what? Not my night. I guess we're going somewhere for, else. For me, it was just to get a yes, you got to chew through enough nose. Bitch <laughs> was the numbers Law of man. averages. He, yeah. was, he was a numbers man. Law he, of averages. He again. would literally, he would just, he'd have two beers and be like, all right, I'm going to start over here on the left, yeah. and I'm going to work to the right, and yeah. we're going to see what happens. Not afraid to get a no. <laughs> no, he was unafraid. So, ultimately, <clears throat> this dude was... I mean, he was he was reaching. It's not he to him. It wasn't just as simple as choosing to stay with the person you made the commitment with. To him, it was search for everything under the sun as to why it doesn't work today, or to why escape out. And it, yeah, to go to go back what fifty years to nineteen seventy four. That's why divorce happens today. That's why it didn't happen back. If it weren't for that, if that would have been passed in the 50s, divorce would have increased in the 50s. Yeah. I I mean... I hate people that will try to pin everything on one event or one thing. Well, and and if you... you, Well, as soon as you disprove them on the one thing... Yeah, then they try to escape out of it. Then they try to escape out of it and everything else. and and, and go to something else and then try to go to this and then they try to circle back to this. And like you were saying earlier, it's it's about... You know, personal responsibility, I don't know, is the right saying for that. Um, It's more like you have to be accepting of the actual circumstances and look at everything and realize... This is what's happening. Well, I mean, part of it is personal responsibility because you have to personally take the responsibility to understand and realize what's going on. Right. 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 So today in America, modern day America. Oh, that's scary. You have access. There there are no limitations in in today's America. Zero. None. Zip zilch nada. Right. Well, you've got government red tape, but. Other than that, go ahead. But we all have the same red tape. Yes. Right? It's an equal playing ground. It's an equal playing ground, right? <clears throat> You've got kids that are growing up in the projects that have the worst influence ever from their parents. Okay? However, they still have a phone. They still have access to the internet. They still have access to all the exact same information that you and I do. Right? If for the same reason that a two-time felon can go on to be a multi-millionaire, meanwhile, the guy who grew up in middle America is Does fighting his nothing. way to his first million... Right? Yeah. It's because people are using their experiences and taking responsibility for those experiences to learn the lessons from them to better their life. 
Meanwhile, you've got everybody else in America that's just taking the comfortable road, taking the road that everyone travels, the road with less risk, the, the road with less reward, and they're blaming everything about where they're at on their boss, my <clears> landlord <throat> jacked up rent, my car broke down. I got today, literally today, I, uh, I saw one of my friends on Facebook. Um, I got in a bad car accident this morning. The other driver fled. I've only got liability insurance. I'm really hoping the cops find them, right? And so they're going to blame the loss of their car on that other person. No, the blame is on the fact that you did not have full coverage insurance. If you had full coverage insurance, I don't even care if they find the driver. I'm good. First off, I will never drive a car without full coverage. Right. Ever. I have a 12-year-old truck. That it ain't worth, but I always drive with full coverage. Everything we have has full coverage. If a person, so the the lowest general liability, <clears throat> I don't remember what the number is now, but it's like ten or twelve thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So if someone with the lowest level of general liability hits you, yeah, and smashes your hundred thousand dollar piece of shit Tesla, and it sets on fire, and the fire department has to come out and hold a hose on it for four hours to get the stupid battery to go out, and you're out a hundred grand. That company's writing you a check for twelve thousand dollars, and that's right. it. Right. Whatever the minimum is, and if you don't have full coverage, you're on the hook for the fucking rest. Right. Right. Okay? Totally. And, and and you know this is a whole thing of oh, well the rules should be this or the rules should be that. Well the rules are set for everyone the same. Your job is to navigate the rules yep. and do what's best to protect your family and your life and to do the right thing. Right. That's personal responsibility. Yeah. So for Janine and I, personal responsibility is have full coverage because you never know what kind of jackass losers out there rolling around with general. Yeah. You know, you just don't know. Yeah. You have no fucking clue. Right. And I don't want to have to write a check. And, and people are like, well, you know, you could write the check. Yeah, I could. But I don't want to get rid of my money. Right. That's my fucking money. Exactly. And I worked construction for 22 years, and you know how hard it was for me to get that fucking money? Right. I don't want to give it away. Yeah. So it's easier for me to write an extra $20 a month yep. than have to write a $15,000 or $20,000 or $50,000 check later. Right. Yeah. It's. I mean, we... I think, I think I've had... So when I was, flip, when I was flipping cars... <laughs> Um, you know, those cars were only, I was buying them for a thousand to two thousand dollars. I was selling them for three grand. I was doing liability on those. We should have been turning them into fucking dune buggies, is what we should have been doing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was buying liability on those because I was only having them for two or three weeks. I would drive them to work and back once. Like I was putting less than a hundred miles on them yeah, when I would sell them. To make them. sure they were good. Just to make sure they would drive, right? Yeah. Um, when I had the Danger Ranger, um, the little, the 98, <laughs> or no, it was an 01 Ranger or whatever. That, that I had when I started our plumbing company. I had liability on that because I only paid $400 for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and if it and, crashes, who cares? Well, I still, so even though I had liability, I still put medical coverage on it. So in other words, if I get hit by somebody and my kids are in the car and they have injuries, like all of that was covered, the truck wasn't. And the only reason I didn't on the truck was because like literally two months of insurance payments and I, I paid off the truck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a $400 truck, right? Yeah. So um, it just didn't. I, I actually, yeah. I think it was $499. I think I paid 500 bucks for that truck. Woo! So yeah, two months, dollars, of, two months of full coverage, and that yeah. was the cost of the truck. So it just didn't make sense on that. But yeah. I still had mm-hmm. medical coverage. Um, the, the subject has come up uh, a couple of times in some of the, my circles about business insurance. 
um, with plumbing companies. And you got these guys griping that all oh, my rates, you know, went up on my business insurance and I'm shopping <clears> them <throat> around. And I'm like, guys, before you even shop them around, look at your policy. Like how many how many dollars and tools do you have on your truck? I don't know, fifteen thousand. Didn't we okay. just talk about this trade wins last we, we night? We did, we did. Yeah, yeah, with Trent. Yeah, and I like Trent. Um, He's a good dude, man. Um, we, we the the subject has come up of like you know your your insurance policy probably only covers five thousand dollars in tools. So before you start shopping around, make sure you're comparing apples to apples and get a policy that you that represents your business. And shop that policy around. Yeah. Don't just shop the state minimums to state minimums. Yeah. Because those are the same dudes that when they get a truck stolen, four days later, they're posting on social media bitching that the insurance company only wants to pay for a third of their tools. They don't want to pay for any of the shelving and all of this shit. <clears throat> and it's like, dude, you read, you should have read the policy just like everybody else. This is the fucking problem. I shouldn't say this is the problem, but this is the point to personal responsibility. So, like when you're a young guy and you're just shopping policies, right? Yep. You don't read that policy. You don't know. The insurance company when is... When you're young in business, you're right. You don't. I'm not talking about young in business. I'm talking young in general. Yeah. None of us are reading that policy and none of us know what we're covered about. Right. First off, shame on us. Okay? Yep. Second off, shame on those people for fucking our eyeballs out. Because that's literally what they're doing is they're using the rules to navigate around... Yep. Paying you money so that they can make more money. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. But that's what we're talking about. You have to do the same thing to them yep. or to whoever so that you can make money. Yep. Okay. It is your responsibility to read those policies and know exactly where you're at. Yeah. And when they send you that packet that's 57 pages fucking long and you just throw it in the filing cabinet, that's on you, dude. Yeah. You have got to read that and you have got to know where everything's at and what's being paid for so that you know where you stand. Yep. That is personal responsibility. Yeah. Okay. If you don't, it's 100% fucking on you. Yep. I, you Dude, know, it's, it's crazy. Like, I didn't even realize... This is so dumb. I didn't even realize this till my truck got stolen. Like, I, I think that's been four or five years ago now. I didn't read the policies. Right. I didn't know what was what. Like, I just... Tr Again, shame on me. I trusted yeah. my agent to have my best interest at heart. That guy didn't give two shits. Well, None of them did. Here's the problem, though. And... And you have to be looking at that stuff. And it's not that your agent was bad, right? It's that your truck had a toolbox with thousands of dollars in tools in it. Meanwhile, the other truck that's just like yours that they also insured, but it was a base model and it had no tools in it. Yeah. And, and most trucks don't have tools in them. I mean, if you look at the general masses, well, it, you know what I mean? You're, you're right. And, and, and so that's like the insurance company is, is filing state minimums and everything else to give you comparables and, and all of that stuff. But like as a business owner, and especially for the listeners of this show that are starting businesses and running businesses, um, I'll just tell you right now, we, uh, our, our policy only covered $5,000 in, in the tools <clears throat> and $5,000 in material. I carry $14,000 in material on my truck, and we have about fifteen dollars to $25,000 in tools on the truck at any given time. So we actually scheduled, you can get an equipment schedule yes. for your insurance. So we scheduled every tool that was valued at over $1,000. So every sewer machine, every sewer camera, every drill, every ProPress machine, every everything that was over $1,000, we scheduled that. Now, our premiums go up. 
However, if one of my trucks gets stolen, they're writing me a check for $97,000. They're not writing me a check for some $40,000 and only $2,000 for material and tools and you know, whatever, whatever low <clears throat> base rates that they initially try to quote you, right? So I know I'm fully covered because I took the responsibility to make sure that my policy suits my business. I will respond to that with this. It is their fault as the agent. This is, and let me finish. They should upsell you. They sh- I'm not saying upsell. This is the same thing as, as tax law in this fucking country. Yeah. There is no way that I can know everything. Right. Okay? I, can, I don't have a tax law degree. Right. I do not know the ins and outs of all insurance buyouts. I don't, right. I don't, I don't know how all that works. I trust them to sell me the right thing for my application. Right. I am paying for business insurance with the same motherfucker that's selling me truck insurance. Yeah. That knows I'm using that truck for work. For business. Okay. So don't give me the bullshit of, well, that's because I don't know. And there's no possible way for me to know until I have learned it the hard way. Right. Just like tax law. I can't go to Columbia for four years and then two more years to have a tax law degree and then still not know 100% about fucking tax law. Right. It's the same thing. Yep, yep, yep. So, but... Good but insurance as, agents would recognize that, have some prompting questions, and then basically develop yes. some options to upsell you on better plans. Yes. Like, here's and a state say, minimum comparable plan, but then here's some plans that are going to better cover you for what you have. Well, what and you they have. should be asking you. Yeah, hey, they should. Look, you're paying truck insurance for, and you're paying HVAC tech insurance over here are you using that yeah of course i am you idiot yeah okay well what's your what's your tool total yeah what do we do if something gets stolen and listen everyone on the that listens to this show knows that mitch's dad is now my insurance agent he was not at the time right 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 so i'm just (laughs) let me preface that but the guy that was before was fucking my eyeballs out yeah and i didn't know it now should I have gone and read all of that stuff? Of course I should have. Yeah. But there's still... It just... It, it fucking irritates me, man. Yeah. Because, like, it, as a, as a um, person of integrity, when I go to someone's house and I am trying to sell them a system or I'm trying to navigate their trouble, <clears throat> I don't give them the cheapest cop-out. This is what's... I, I give them the truth. Yeah. And insurance salesmen, real estate agents, I shouldn't say fuck all of you, but most of you, yeah, because you're, you're just trying to make sales. As, and, and when I see salesmen that are just trying to make sales, like when I hear a salesman say, hey, you don't want me to come to your house because I'm selling you something, that pisses me off. Dude, it's, it's the same thing. I hate that shit. It's the same thing that's part of our sales process. We offer, we offer every customer three options. The, far, the first option, the bottom option, is the bare minimum repair to fix why they called us that day. That's it, right? Yeah. The next options, we offer two options above that. The, both of those options are using our professionalism and our experience and what we've now learned about the customer to give them some options that they might enjoy a little bit better than the bare minimum, right? 
people hate to be sold something, but they love to buy. And so the problem is people that are bad at sales feel like every time I'm getting money from you in exchange for goods, I'm selling you something. And that's not the case at all. What's happening is I'm offering you three different levels of value and giving you an option to pick which value you want, right? right. And we document everything, right? So if I were an insurance agent, you know, here's your basic state minimums, X. So if you're comparing me apples to apples to other companies, they're going to be giving you state minimums. Here's your comparable thing. But I'm going to go ahead and go with you and, and learn a little bit more about how you're using the truck, what's in the truck. Do you have tools in the truck? Do you have box? Do you have attachments, yeah. upgrades, you know, camper shells, whatever the case may be? Do you want all that covered too? Because that's not covered under this bare minimum state minimum stuff. Yeah. So here's your bare minimum you know, base option that you can compare amongst State Farm and Farmers and Allstate and whatever else, right? <clears> However, <throat> if you want your camper shell and all your tools and everything else covered, here's a good middle ground plan. If you want to make sure that you're covered in case you get creamed on the highway by somebody that doesn't have insurance and you want to make sure that all your medical bills and everything are covered, here's your Cadillac plan. Take your choice, yeah. right? That's not selling. That's yeah. literally providing options and letting the customer mm. buy on their terms. Yeah. And then, a hundred percent. And then, what that does—that does two things. One is it raises a question in the customer's mind of like, why didn't the other insurance agents give me these options? But then, for two, it lets the customer determine: is it worth it or is it not? And then, at that point, they can—if they choose the base plan—and then they get creamed by a truck on the highway that doesn't have the coverages and everything yeah, then else. That's on them. Now that's on them. Yeah, of course. Right. Of course. And, and if you're smart, you're going to document that you gave them the upper options and all that stuff. But still, like, that's how we do business, and it works really, really well, right? Yeah. And, and that's part of why we have such great Google reviews is because we give customers options with no pressure to buy. But ultimately, <clears throat> it comes down to that customer taking responsibility and choosing what option is best for them, right? We're never put in a position where we're a sleazy sales guy trying to sell them something they don't need. Yeah. We're literally offering options based off of what we've learned about them, and that's it. Yeah. So, listen, I don't want to like change subjects. It's been fifty yeah, minutes, no, and we got through one yeah. topic. So, that's, do you want to just move yeah, we'll, on, or we'll do you move wanna, on to the next do you one? Wanna so, beat this horse like literally till his legs fall off. Ultimately, you're responsible for everything that happens in your life, whether you like it or not. Even if you get in an accident on the highway, you're partially responsible for that accident because you chose to put yourself on that highway at that given time. You could have left earlier. You could have left later. See, I it's, thought we were going to end this topic. Well, I'm just saying you need to take personal responsibility all the way to that level because if you, if you don't, <clears throat> then you're constantly looking for excuses on why it's somebody else's fault. So I'm not now. Now let's if say you, if you cross your eyes, if you dot your eyes and cross your T's to that extreme, and everything else in your life you do the same way, you will be successful. Exactly. You are taking personal responsibility to the extreme at that point. Yes. So everything else is covered. Right. That's what you're saying at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Move on. Now, if I'm driving, if I'm driving <laughs> yeah. down the highway and a car crosses the center line and hits me head on and it's to like totally 100% their fault, literally my only responsibility in that matter is I chose to put myself on the highway at that given time, right? Yeah. Now, could I avoid anything other than choosing to not drive down the highway at that given time? No. 
it's still ultimately going to be deemed their fault and all that stuff. But I take personal responsibility all the way to that extreme. And if you do it that way, you're going to be successful. Topic two, go where you're valued. So um, there's two pretty popular stories that float around social media. Dave drew a picture of a middle finger and <laughs> gave it to me. Ah. Okay. So, He's giving it to you because you're like, we're going to finish this subject. And then he brings up the I thing, yeah, the controversial he statement. Up and then he just fucking moves on. Yeah. We're going to change up. He's so like, later when the show's over and I punch him in the face. And he's going to be like, what the fuck happened? We're going to change there? topics also. Last thing, Dave, yeah. you're an idiot. Okay, next topic. <laughs> Isn't it great? I love Austin. That's right. good, dude. Thanks. So there's two topic, uh, popular posts floating around on social media surrounding uh, Go Where You're Valued. And both of them are freaking spot on. Sorry. Go ahead. And uh, people, people need to actually pause and think about these for a second. So the first one is, it's a picture of a violinist. The violinist, his name is Joshua Bell. And Let me um, see. You pull it up on your phone? Uh, okay. No, not no. right now. I got a screenshot of the context here. Okay. Gotcha. So, uh, Maybe later. He's a violinist. He went and played in the New York subways for 45 minutes, and a handful of people stopped, and a couple clapped, and a couple of people even gave him some tips and a hat. He raised $30. I think that guy's famous. In 45 minutes. No one knew this, but the violinist was Joshua Bell. He's one of the best musicians in the world. So in am that I, and subway, I'm money. <laughs> In that subway, Joshua played one of the most intricate pieces ever written with a violin, and that, uh, that violin was worth $3.5 million. Okay? Two days before he played in the subway, Joshua Bell sold out the Boston Theater, and the seats averaged 100 bucks a seat. <clears throat> this experiment proved that the extraordinary in an ordinary environment will not shine and is often overlooked and undervalued. <clears throat> there are brilliantly talented people everywhere, including you. Maybe you aren't receiving the recognition and reward you deserve, but once you arm yourself with the value and the confidence and remove yourself from the environment that isn't serving you, you will then begin to thrive and grow. Your gut is telling you something. Listen to it. It's telling you that where you are right now is not enough. Go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. Okay? That's the post. And they've got security camera footage of him playing in the subways and all of that stuff. And then they got a photo of him playing in the Boston Theater and all of that, right? And ultimately, the basis of it is go where you're valued, right? If you're a badass plumber that does badass shit, don't be working for slumlords. Because slumlords aren't going to pay. Like, literally, I got a message today from a real estate agent group that's looking for a really good plumber that wants to add to their toolbox so that they can refer to their customers. I ain't even calling them back. Not even calling them back. Right? You notice his tone changes every time. I say it every fucking time. When, oh, when real, you, real estate agent? real yeah. estate agent, his tone just completely well, yeah, I mean, changes. I, I totally agree with this because that's like the barometer of like, like if I do take on site work, that's like the barometer of someone's like, yeah, I just need someone to throw this couple of things together yeah. and I don't need this. And I'm just like, <laughs> just yeah. so angry. but if someone's like, hey, I want something to look good. I want it to be so angry. thought and creative. Yeah, You're that's so a, angry about I go it. where I'm valued, not where I'm tolerated. Yeah. Right? Go, I go where I'm celebrated, right? So, yeah. Um, the problem. So, I don't want to get into a big thing here about 
there's, musicians, but there's another popular post, and I don't have a screenshot like I, of this one. I love how that translates to trades based businesses. Yes, because literally, guys will get trapped, and they'll—I I shouldn't say trapped—but they become loyal to a place. Trent, last night, yeah, that guy that said, "Hey, I'm not coming to work." Yeah, like literally, that guy is trapped. The guy's making sixty grand a year, and, and he's been making this sixty grand a year for twenty years. And he could be making one twenty working for another guy. Yep. And is scared to go. Yep. So as far as that goes, yes, it's a one hundred percent pure analogy. Yep. As far as musicians go, that's go. Luck, it's luck and happenstance. It, it, I dude, mean, it I, is and it isn't, right? No, I know musicians that literally guitar players that are better than any. Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. That literally are, but they just haven't had the break. They've literally sent their tapes to everyone. They've done all, everything they can do. They've lived in Hollywood for a year and a half out of their car, playing shows, and it's just like the luck and everything didn't come together. Yep. So that part is bullshit. But as far as like a an actual working member of society, yes, 100%, that is the truth. Yeah. And guys literally... You know, especially when, you, like, you, when you and I were coming up, um, like guys that would work for a rough-in um, plumbing company, a new construction plumbing company, and they'd stay somewhere because they were making twenty bucks an hour, and literally guys would be coming up like, "Hey, dude, I'll, I'll give you thirty. I'll give yeah. you thirty-two. And no, no, I'm loyal. I'm loyal. Dude, what? Yeah. What is the matter with loyal you? Loyal to who? Loyalty starts at yourself. You're literally, you're literally running three crews. And then doing a couple mm. houses a week, right. and you're making $25 an hour, and you should be making 100 a year? And this is in 2005. Yep. I mean, like, that's 200K now. Right. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Stop. Yeah. On the back end. Go where you're valued. On the back end, too, I can recognize this as you have the person that just says, okay, thanks for sending that. And the other person goes, oh, wow, I really liked how you did X, X, and X. Like someone who who takes it as like, so that's my barometer, too. Like if someone's like, oh, thanks for breaking that. I'm not going to work for them because they don't really value as someone who's going to be like, oh, I enjoyed how you used your creativity to do this because, you know, I was kind of stumped or whatever, like. You know, there's something specific about yeah, it. Yeah, and they're robbing yeah. it. And I don't want to, like, jump around too much. I want to move on. But, like, the violin player guy, like, the problem with that is that guy is in the .01% of violinists on the planet. True. So, <laughs> that's a bad analogy. No, it's it's good from the fact that he's he's but proving that good, depending on where you go, you're gonna it's gonna change yeah. how much your your value is. I, 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 let me finish. God damn it, interrupter! <laughs> I'm saying it it moves well and plays well to trades and other things. For him specifically, it does not train well because he's in the literally in the point oh one percent. A violinist that could go to the subway and play 99.09% or 99.99% of the things that he can play is going to make the same money at that place. Right? Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I like the analogy and I like how it translates to yeah. real world statistics. But like that guy, 
like not to mention the only people that can watch him or are watching him are also only point oh six percent of the population. Well, so the key part of the story is it's a violinist, right? It's it's violinists aren't worldly known by mass media, right? Unless you're in Branson. I mean, they they, <laughs> yeah. they have big followings, but it's not like Kanye, right? Fuck Kanye's got to cover his face no matter where under, he goes in the world. I don't understand Kanye either. I don't. I don't get He's it. He's awful, but, but everyone knows who he is. Right? But How did he do it? What What I'm saying is, it's it's different. So that's why it plays well with a violinist. Yes, right? it does. However, if you're a tradesperson, well, my job is to fuck you like, up on like the show. Somebody Somebody <laughs> hit me up uh, literally today, and they said, "What do you think about Angie's leads?" And I said, Angie's leads and all, like, like all the whole like uh, Yelp, Angie's leads, Angie's list, all of those things, they're only in existence because great plumbers suck at getting work. Yeah. And 100%. so to, those businesses are in existence because there are great plumbers out there who suck at getting work. So uh, instead of paying money to Angie's leads, focus on getting better at getting work. And then you don't need Angie's leads. And, and, and you can do what I do. When Angie's leads calls me, I literally tell them. Do you that, send them a finger emoji? No. <laughs> like I, this morning, I instructed our dispatch. Our dispatcher said Angie's leads is called twice a day, every day for the last week. And I said, you need to tell them that we've already told you no. And any, any further attempts to contact us will be considered harassment and will be treated accordingly. Do you know what you sh- I wonder if this would work. What if you, when they call, say, okay, from now on, every lead I run for you, you pay me $100? No, no. <laughs> They, uh, they don't making money on leads. They don't, I mean, it's it's all people with scripts. There, there's salespeople giving scripts and all that I, I shit, right? Know. God but, damn it, Mitch, you're taking my thunder. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying, <laughs> he's doing the stereotypical thing. When you ask a question, you get a whole extra. <laughs> yeah, he's, just, he's okay. No, he's fired. Yeah, have you he's noticed great. how fired up he's been? I've the last, been like, six lately. weeks. Yeah. You know what I think it might be? The testosterone you're taking. Good TRT. No, it's it's my. <laughs> it's the fact that I'm done playing small. That's what it is. The uh, yeah, um, the TRT. We're yeah. not. We're not gonna, <laughs> that's funny. We're not going to get into that. But next week, you <laughs> we should probably start doing two podcasts a week. That's Maybe. probably what we should fucking be doing. The uh, um, so no, Angie's Lee. Like we'll tell them that, and yeah. and they will stop calling us for three or four months, and then they'll start again, and we have to tell them that again, right? All right, so you've newly started your company and you're trying to pinch pennies. However, you don't realize the biggest thing that's hurting you right now is not gathering all of your information into one spot and making it super efficient for you to use. So the answer is Field Pulse. It gets you off of paper tickets. It gets you off of all of that crazy office work at the end of the day and reconciling all that stuff. And it lets you organize everything with ease. It puts it all into the computer. It actually puts it all into the cloud. So it's not even putting it on your computer. And it lets you organize your customers. It lets you organize all of your service calls. Heck, it'll even route you to your service call. And the best part is, even after all of that, you'll probably realize about a 100% growth in your business just in the first year of using Field Pulse. So if you'd like to check out Field Pulse and see what great looks like, click on the link in the description of this show. But literally, Angie's Leads plays on the fact that most plumbers struggle to get work. It's because they're brilliant at plumbing, but they, they suck at learning how to get work, right? <clears throat> well, if you're really good at plumbing, stop learning plumbing for a couple of weeks and focus your time and attention on how to get work. What do, what do we then, talk about on The Void in the beginning? And what do we talk about in Trade Winds? 
Oh, I mean, we talk about a lot. We, I, the, number one, <laughs> the number one thing that will help you with sales leads is word of mouth sales. Yeah. And being a personality and talking to people on your calls. Right. Right. Like that's, if you need, it, look, I'm not, I'm not turning this into a shameless plug, but if you need help just doing that, sign up for trade wins for one month. Yeah. Sign it's, up. We will help you unsign up and move on with your life. It's not the great businesses, but the great storytellers that bring home the bacon. That's right. That's ultimately what it is, right? So you could be the best plumber, best tile guy, best HVAC guy, best electrician in the world. But if you're not very good at telling stories and you're not very good at communicating with customers, you're going to struggle to get work. So if you can be... Uh, colorful with your words and if you can be animated with your expressions in your face and you can carry on a conversation with customers and you do good work you're going to have more work than you can shake a stick at let me ask you a question this is going to be a little off topic but not really um, so the guys there's I'm thinking of four or five guys that have signed up for trade wins in the last six months that literally on their first call like you could tell like their first one-on-one Zoom calls. Mm-hmm. You could tell that they were extremely nervous. Their personalities were put aside because they were nervous. Yep. Right? And you could see the same look in their eye that their customers see. Yep. Because they go in there and they're scared half to death. Yeah. Right? They, they're, they're, uh, I'm, not, I'm not bashing them. They're cowards in that moment, right? We've all been there. We've oh, all yeah. been cowards. Oh, oh right? yeah. With like you're for dude, my, you're afraid to will, do things. I will remember my first sales call forever. Like I was so sweaty, like yep. I didn't know I, I didn't know what to do. Yep. I was scared out of my fucking mind. Yeah. But but let me finish. How many of those and this is a legitimate question. I don't even know if you're going to have an answer. So you you know, we see them guys a lot of them once a month and you can literally see from the first month to the next month to the next month, like they loosen up and they talk to us. They get confidence. They get confidence. Do you think that that is translating to sales? Absolutely. So hundred percent. That's part of our promise with trade wins. Like we promise them a 10 X return on their investment. And that's part of why is because they gain the confidence to go where they're valued. and, And, and I was trying to trick you a little bit because I look at their numbers and you know, we ask them, Hey, you know, what's this, what's going on, what's going on. And their numbers are growing. And I think a lot of like what trade wins is now is literally building confidence in sales. Yeah. And it's not necessarily, okay, this is what you do. You go in and you say these things and you get a sale. No, you go in and you become personable and you become their friend. Yeah. And you, you build a relationship with them in the first 60 seconds that you're talking to them. Yep. Like, that's what it's about, right? Dude, we, we have a guy in Tradewinds that he... I thought maybe I was the only one that noticed it. No. I mean, that's the whole purpose of it. But well, you, well, we have a guy... You know, we said that. Like, it, it, I mean, this is like, I'm going to expose myself a little bit. Like, we talked about, um, you know, we're going to give them these tools and these tools and this and that and that. And I never even realized that the main thing we're giving them is almost like a personality shift of confidence and you've got to be this way. Yeah. Yeah. Like I never even thought for one fucking second that that would be like something that I would be teaching. Someone. Yeah. Dude, we've got a guy crazy, in trade winds that fucking he's, crazy. he's listened to the podcast for a while. He came to the event. He's joined trade winds. 
You talking about Joe? Ironically, I'm not going to say who it is. I mean, just tell me. Uh, ironically. <laughs> you give me a first name so I know. <laughs> he had his first $100,000 month. Oh, okay. And it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, that all happened. Like, I, I'm not saying trade wins is to blame. I'm saying. But I'm, I, saying I'm not saying trade wins is apart. I, <laughs> I am. I'm Trade, saying they get apart. He he did the work, right? So I'm of not going to steal his thunder. He of did the work. He did the work. However, between the podcast and the event and Tradewinds, he gained the courage to go where he's valued and understand his worth yeah. and take responsibility and take ownership of his business. Yeah. Right? So, um, I, you know, that's a that's a pretty badass success story for Tradewinds that literally within your first month of exposure to the event and Tradewinds and you've listened to the podcast for a while, you have your first $100,000 month. Like, that's awesome, right? And, and then on top of that, he's coming back to us and he's saying, how do I repeat it? What do I do to make sure I take care of my guys? What do I make? What do I do to make sure I'm doing this the right way? He's not coming to us and saying, you know, what do I spend this money on? How much does a Ferrari cost? Or like, he's, God damn it. Right. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's going so about it the right way. He's, he's wanting to, to repeat the yeah. process. He's examining things. He's investing in himself, right? That's, that's the power of all that. You, you know what I will say about Tradewinds is I didn't think that I would have this feeling, but like, so a lot of the guys are under 30, and I'm extremely envious. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, you know what? Like, if I could, get, if I could go back to when I was 28 and be where you guys, some of you guys are now. Holy shit, dude! Like, it, like I feel like I missed out on you, son of a bitch. You didn't even stop it. <laughs> That's a I, I feel like <laughs> I let it go. Out. I missed out on like 10 years, not 10, but like five years of growth or experience and it was all my fault do you like remember? it's all my personal responsibility like i i should have been doing those things and i see like i see them doing it now and i'm like damn it these motherfuckers <laughs> these guys are making so much money and they're doing all these great things and i could have been doing the same thing and i missed the freaking boat and it took me four times as long to get there than it's taken them to get there do you remember the conversation we had at the bar the night that I asked you to be the co-host of The Void? Um, let me think. So we actually talked on the phone. We talked on the phone for a while. And then we went to Martini Shack. And then we sat not in the Martini Shack, but the bar down. And there was like 10 extremely old people in there and yeah. then a band of four guys that were probably in their 80s that playing live band. music yeah. and they were the worst live band I've ever seen and there were only me and Mitch sitting at the bar um, but no I don't I mean I remember what we talked about but not, I don't know what you're specifically going to so say ultimately um, I was a victim to all of the employees so it used to be, and it still is, employers will tell you it's much more difficult to start your business than it actually is, right? Yes. And that's because they don't want you to start your own business because if you do, then you no longer help them make money, right? Yes. Our, yes. And, and so um, once I started my business and we saw the success that we saw early on, uh, I realized 
there's others brilliant tradesmen all over the nation and all over the world that need the information that I now have to to help them inspire them and give them the courage and the confidence to start their own business. Yeah, they have the they have the skill set. They have the skills. They've been diminished by many many people, right? Because they haven't gone where they're valued. They're gone right. where they're tolerated, right? Right. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. And so, yeah, I told you, like, essentially. So, for those that don't know, I wrote a book for how to start your own home service business, and then I benched it for a long time. A never, long time, like never like even like sent year. it to publishing, never anything. Yeah, I benched it, it for like a, year. a year. Yeah, and then I realized that people that probably need this information. At this point in their personal development journey, they're probably not book readers. They're fucking working. They're working, right? They're and when tradesmen. They get home, they're wore the fuck out. Right, right. They're probably not reading books. Yeah. And so we decided to take the context of the book and turn it into a podcast. And that's how we would get the information out because all tradesmen have a smartphone and all tradesmen have earbuds and they can listen to the podcast while they're at work, right? Yeah. And ultimately, the conversation that you and I had centered around. We have copious amounts of information that you and I both wish we would have had in our early 20s. And we could have started our business 10 years sooner with the right information. The problem is nobody was willing to give it. And that's why we started The Void was we were willing to give the information to the badass tradesmen out there that didn't know how to get work, didn't know how to understand processes, didn't know how to understand you know, hiring and firing and, and, and all of that stuff. And so that's where the void was spawned. But ultimately, everything that you just talked about was exactly why we started all this, was because we yeah. want the guys in their mid-20s. The guys in their mid-20s have more energy than you and I do. They should be starting businesses. You shouldn't be starting a business when you're 40. Although, don't don't think that's why, like... You d- can, d- If you're listening man, to this at 40 and don't... You're going to be wore out, bro. Well, <laughs> I mean... I'm 41. I started our business at 38, right? And so um, I'm not saying don't if you're 38. I'm just saying the tools and the information are out there if you know how to find them to where you can start the business at 25 and 28 and you can see the same level of success I'm seeing 10 years sooner in life. Yes. So that's what I mean by when I say that I'm envious. Yeah. Like I wish I'd had those. I I, want to say I want to say a couple things here. First off, I will be 42 next month, September 23rd. So if all you fuckers want to send me something, that would be great. So send me something. David likes glitter bombs. I like... If you could send him a glitter bomb, that would be amazing. Um, What's the Smedley address? What's the void address? I was going to give him your wife's name or your daughter's name. If you want to send me, if you want to send me anything, I'll take it. I will wear shirts. I will wear hats. What's your I shirt will, size? Was it uh, .308? If is that is that what is that if, what your shirt size if was? You're, if, if you're if you're ordering from where we got the shirts is a large because that medium <laughs> don't fit me no more. Uh, if it's a regular, it's a medium. Um, but uh, but I want to like what you were saying before. Um, like the, the conversation we had had, we had met um, one time, like this was the light for me about not about what we're doing now, but the lack of knowledge. And I'll remember this forever. We met at captains like three or four months before that. Right. And you were thinking about going out on your own. And you're thinking about doing this and I'm getting ready to get started. Now that would have been and you said six or eight months. Was it six maybe, months? Maybe 10 months. Yeah. 
and and literally you had gone to the city of I think it was Blue Springs and said, "Hey, what's it take to get a business license?" And I looked right at you and I said, "Did you prove of insurance and masters?" Yeah. And you were like, "Yeah," and it was only thirty eight bucks. Yeah. It was like at that moment I real like you were like, like I could see it in your face because it was the same realization that I had that none of these cities are vetting you. None of them care. No, they, they just want, want their, their money. money. Yeah. And it was literally like an epiphany moment for me when I did it. And then I saw you do the same thing of we literally knew nothing. Nope. Literally knew the most, the most basic, dumb, stupid shit had never been taught to us. We'd been taught how to be plumbers. Right. And you'd been taught how to be an HVAC guy. And you'd been taught how to be an electrician. And you've been taught how to run a shovel, and you've been taught how to get a CDL, and you've been taught how to run machinery, and all of these things, but they didn't teach you the the real basics of if you have insurance and you're mechanical, you need only those two things and an address. And you get a business license. And you're on your fucking own. Yeah, yeah. And like you said that to me, and I was like... Dude, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. Like it, like the surprise on your face, even when you were telling me, I was like, dude, no, they just want your money. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And, we, and, and you are literally free and on your own. You know, when you in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s, your boss taught you those things. I don't know if they did. I think they like, taught a lot. I, uh, so 50% more than now? Yeah, yeah, totally. At like, least, like greed wasn't as big of a thing then. Yeah, maybe. And it, it, and you could literally everyone knew. Like, so if two guys in the business learned, those two guys told someone else. Everyone yeah. knew. Yeah. And for those that had drive and wanted to do it, they were. It was easy for them to do. Yep. But like you were saying, you know, business owners now are trying to keep you down, trying to keep you in your quote unquote place. Yep. Right. Well, they're trying to keep you in a place where you keep making money for the business. Like, of course. And like, as a business owner, like that's your job, but not to the point where you hold down other, other people, other men, other women. Right. Right. Like I've got a guy in our company right now that is going to be starting his own company pretty soon. Who is it? I'm not going to say who it is. Well, but, damn it. <laughs> like, I, like we're transparent about it. I mean, it it only stands to reason. No, it only stands to reason. I'm, I know all their names. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so it only stands to reason. Like I have a podcast about how to start your own trades based business. Do they listen to the podcast? Some of them do. I yeah. Think, first off, I hope Spencer does. I love Spencer. He's they, a nice fucking guy. They, that's they, not him, but they he's they a cool all dude, man. They all listen to the excerpts that I post, the short clips and stuff like that. But we should buy um, him a beer one night. The um. Like, it only stands to reason, right? Like, if, if I've got guys that have the potential to start their own company and they know I do this podcast, like, I'm not even butthurt about it, right? Be transparent about it. Let me help you. Let me, let me teach you the rights and the wrongs. Like, yeah. I care for my guys that much. I don't want to see them go and start their own company and then get fucked over. I don't want to see them get rolled. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so... Well, ex- the guy so that in exam- for the example, guy that hit me up today about Angie's leads, oh yeah, yeah. was literally my guy. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> so um, 
And, and I told him flat out. That's funny. Focus on learning how to get work. Focus on getting Google reviews. Focus on getting word of mouth referrals. And that way you can tell Angie's leads, fuck you. Right? You don't need to pay them because you can get your own leads. That's right. And if you do those things, Google reviews, word of mouth referrals, you don't need in, in providing great service, you don't need Angie's leads. Yeah. Right? And the guys that need Angie's leads are the guys that suck at great service. Or the guys that suck at word of mouth referrals and the guys that suck at Google reviews. And if you yeah. suck at those three things, you're not going to get much work you and you're going to have to pay somebody you for You can it. literally build a business to a million dollars a year with two or three employees off word of mouth reviews if you do those three great things. We did exactly that. We did I one. I know. That's why I brought it up, Mitch. <laughs> we did. <God> we did. <laughs> He's so excited. I know. He is. I fired him up. Like we did 1.2 million a year without spending a dime on advertising. Yeah, and then spent fifty thousand dollars on no leads. Well, we, we, <laughs> that's why Mitch doesn't run the trade wins budget. <laughs> I just, you know, but what you were saying about like guys that, you know, we both have kind of had this passion. I think of like kind of taking guys like, like under your, not necessarily under your wing, but like teaching the next generation, right? Right. Which I think something like part of that is lost. Like I helped Austin get his LLC. Yep. For his for his stuff. Yep. I hope someday he fucking goes out and does something great and leaves Dude. us and then we got to hire somebody else. Like, that's it's, a it's known not, thing. Yeah, like it's not <clears throat> Literally he stands here. Austin sits <clears throat> in this room and listens to every podcast we do. It won't surprise me a bit if Austin comes to me one day and says, <clears throat> "Hey, I'm going to start Sorry. my own gig." Yeah. And you know what my answer is going to be? I'm proud of you. If you want any help, let yeah. us know. Yeah. Go back and listen to these episodes. Yeah. No. <laughs> He's heard all the fucking episodes. Well, He's yeah. want to listen to the episodes. But, but that's, a, that's what we've lost. Like, that's what I feel like a part of, like, what everyone's generation is, is you have to take 10 or 12 or 15 guys and say, hey, look, when you get out there, this is how it's got to be. Right. And you've got to do these things to get there. Or guess what? We're all screwed. Dude. Like, I'm not doing plumbing or heating cooling when I'm 80. I'm going to need some of you young bucks right now that are out there to fucking help me. That, okay? So, like, get out there. That's the difference between a manager and a leader. <coughs> the difference between a manager uh, and a leader sorry. is a manager develops people to benefit the manager. A leader develops people to replace them one day. Yeah. Right? Like... I'm going to develop you so that you can take my job one day. A manager fears their job being taken over. A yeah. leader hopes somebody will one day take over their job. Yeah, because they're going to be wore the fuck out. And well, they're going to need somebody. They're going to be moving up. Yeah. Right? Up up or out. Right. Up or out. God bless you. But yeah, like what we were talking about with Austin. Like, dude, he's someday he's going to make a movie or he's going to do something or he's going to go work for right. some big corporation or... Or, you know, whatever. But that's that's like your job, and that's my job. And that's these guys that are 35 or 30 or 35 in, in another five years. That's going to be their jobs. Right. Their jobs are going to be to train the next ones. Yep. Okay? And, and, and the really great thing is, like, <clears throat> so your guy that's going to go out on his own, right? He's going to go out on, his, out on his own, and then he's going to call you for assistance. And then you're going to call him for assistance someday. Like, hey, we got a huge job. Would you guys want part of it? Right. Like, it, it's not necessarily when someone leaves that they're competition. 
but that they're still part of your initial family, quote unquote, unit in yep. business, and they can help you, and you can help them, and you guys can still grow together. This whole, I'm going to put up a wall, and this is going to be my business, and no one's in and no one's out. That fucking shit's over. Yeah. That is not how you become great. No. Like, you cannot, on your way to the top, you have to develop relationships. And I don't mean top like business president or owner. I mean top as in top of your city. Yeah. You have got to build relationships on the way to the top yep. so that they support you and you support them. Yeah. Because you will not get there without Dude. that. You just you cannot do it without the support system. It's fucking impossible. Yeah. I I don't know like if I have a plumber oh, if there's if there's a plumber here job, in, in the KC area that doesn't like me, I don't know about it. Like I'm it, not a plumber, but yeah, you're I get it. And and I'm not saying that to brag or anything else. What I'm saying is like I'm here to better the industry all the way around, right? And so like one of my plumbers left um, a couple of months ago, he left and, and he's working at a different company 10 miles away. Right. And, you know, after all the dust settles and everything else, I'm messaging the owner of that company and I'm telling him, Hey, you got a really good guy there. Take care of him. Cause I did. Yeah. And, and the guy's going, I know you did. He said you did like, yeah. you know, and, and don't worry, I will. Right. Like shit like that happens in, in, People, there's a there's a cliche saying that says competition happens at the bottom and collaboration happens at the top. It absolutely does. Yeah. Like I'm not collaborating necessarily with the other plumbers in town, but I like I'm cheering on their success just as much as they're cheering on mine. So now, I will say, are we the one, get into the hater talk? No. <laughs> the ones the 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 ones that have been bought out by private mm. equity. Fuck those guys. <laughs> So, oh, yeah, I'd like to see them burn to the ground. Well, here recently, literally just yesterday. It, you know what's funny? When that happens in towns like ours, like, we don't have a huge, like, we're a spread out metropolitan, right? Yeah. Like, when that happens here, like, there's a mass exodus, and those people that leave take work, and then those guys go to good companies, and then those companies all grow. And they usually yeah, yeah, swallow yeah. those that company yeah. that was bought. Well, so... Not um, always, but most of the time. There's a big private equity firm in town that bought out one of the largest companies in town, and then they bought out one of the medium-sized companies in town. And so they're literally competing against each other for a while, right? Well, guess what just happened, and I just found out about it yesterday. Both of those companies now merged, and they're the same company. Duh. Duh. Right? Yeah. Like, hey, Duh. we can't be competing against ourselves in the same market. And Who so. Uh, Bob Hamilton Plumbing has now merged with Roger the Plumber, and and they're calling themselves like Hamilton Home Services or something like that. Well, so, yeah. So a company I knew that they had bought Bob Hamilton. I didn't know that. Yeah, someone, a- ARS yeah. is a big private equity firm. They bought Bob <laughs> Hamilton, and then they bought a. Uh, then they bought Roger the Plumber. Gotcha. And and so now Roger the Plumber. I mean, like when I see the trucks go by, I'm like, what a joke. Well, just wait, because <laughs> there's another joke. medium-sized company in town that's that's connected into that network, and they're probably going to suck in a third before too long. Man, Within I, the I next wish, 18 months, probably. I wish it wasn't illegal to, like, say, hey, don't use these people. Because I would, like, literally put out a commercial that says, hey, this is what's happened. And I mean, these are the, like, ultimately, customers are going to use who they're going to use, right? Like, it's, it's it, yeah, but you I could, don't. You could protect people. That's all I'm saying. 
Yeah, but that's their uh, that's their responsibility to protect themselves. They, is really they what they don't it is. know all of the ins and outs. They don't. They don't. They think that these but, people are just like, oh, Joe Blow lives down the street and owns AB. Stop. Yeah. It's, Stop. I mean, it's it's all part of it, but that's all part of the game, right? And ultimately, that's why we created the void was because there's a great opportunity for guys to start your own company right now because private equity firms are buying up all these big companies and making them even bigger. And the bigger the big companies get, the more room there is for the small one to ten man operations to come through yeah. and do really, really, what do we really talk, well. What do we talk about all the time? People want quality and they want value. Right. And that's where a ten man shop comes in. Right. Like right. that's that's where it happens. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that, you know, we need to be wrapping things up here. We're almost an hour and a half in. Yeah. From the guy who wanted three topics, we had no, two. And I, we're said, now on I said these two were probably going to take a while. That's okay. So you, did you? Yeah. I don't listen to half the shit. You yeah, he said if. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was if there an we if have it, time for the third if, topic. Was there an if I got to make for sure I equally right. save you guys. Yeah. Damn it, so. Austin. I was just, you know what? You need to be quiet. <laughs> so pull Dave out of the water, pull Mitch out of the water. We we uh, kind of jumped all over preserves. the place on this on this episode, but how it uh, like nah, it wasn't I, bad. It was I do want to say the two main topics here of taking responsibility and go where you're valued. Those are probably two of the most important things you can do in business and in in your personal life all the way around. I was going to say in life, those are two general topics that will yeah. excel you. Right. So we didn't even get to talk about the other popular social media story. We'll talk about that in the future. But uh, um, write it down, Mitch. Yeah, ultimately, write it down. Take responsibility for everything you do, and develop the attitude that you are in some way responsible for every single event that happens to you, no matter what. And even if it seems like it's 100% somebody else's fault, find how you were partially responsible for that. And then go where you're valued. Ultimately, if you do badass plumbing and charge decent rates, don't spend time with landlords. Don't spend time with real estate people. Don't spend time with the people that aren't going to go or that aren't going to value you at what you are worth. I'm not even going to call that real estate agent back. Because I guarantee you, they're going to do this yep. whole, we can give you tons of work and, and all of this stuff. And, and I've played the real estate agent game before, and I'm just not doing it again, especially not signing up for something like that, right? I know my value, and it ain't there. So we, you know, we have our specific niche, and we just drive that home, and I'm just not going to deviate from that. So um, those two things, take responsibility, go where you're valued. You do that for the next week, and you focus on that for the next week. We'll see you next week, and you're going to be in a whole different position if you focus on those two things. So David's doing boots and cats over here. So Boots and cats? You mean for some boots? Boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. <laughs> That's good so, stuff, dude. <laughs> un until next week, guys, we will see you later. Oh, yes. <laughs>